I just want to take this time to welcome Daniel, and uh, I believe he's got some things on his heart. everyone hear me okay? Good, praise God. Zach, if you'll just play for a little bit there for a moment. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's just continue to worship for a moment here. And just close your eyes and connect with Jesus and focus on Him alone. Yeah, I said this yesterday, I'm going to say it again today. You weren't here. If your expectancy and your hope isn't anything else but Jesus. It's been placed in the wrong place. Because only Jesus can do what He needs to do in your life. As part from Him, we can do nothing. I can do nothing. And so just take this moment to connect with Him, to focus on Him, to counsel with Him, and ask Him, Father, if there's any place in my life that I have not submitted to You right now, give all things to you. Every area of my life I give to you. Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. And listen, as the Holy Spirit begins to move, He's not going to wait for me to say what I, what I need to say. He's going to begin to move and He's doing it right now. And if you feel Him moving on you, don't resist. This is the safest, most wonderful place that you could be in to be vulnerable with Jesus. To be vulnerable with the King. If at any time you need to get down and kneel where your chair is at or come up here, you are not a distraction. If the Holy Spirit begins to move on you and you know, and you know that He is breaking things in your life and you just feel like you're going to begin to weep, don't resist Him. It's okay. The Holy Spirit is moving right now. So let's continue to take a moment here before we move forward. Holy Spirit, right now, fill this room. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Father, we welcome the Holy Spirit in the ministry and the purpose that He has in our life right now. Father, fill this place with your glory. Fill this room with your glory, Jesus. Fill this room, Father, right now with your love and your mercy. Father, fill this place with your tangible presence. Let your glory be made manifest right now, Lord. Let your will be done, Father. Let your will be done. Let your will be done in this place tonight, Father. Holy Spirit, begin to move. Father, begin to expose those hidden areas of our hearts that we've withheld from you. Father, all bitterness and all hurt, all unforgiveness, Father, right now we release it to you. Listen, some of you in here right now, been bitterness trying to take place in your life the root of bitterness has been growing but today the Lord wants to remove that from you and there's some of you dealing with unforgiveness and the Holy Spirit wants to help you 
to give you the strength where you have said, I'm not willing and I'm not capable and I won't. If you submit to Him today, the Holy Spirit is going to teach you to walk in freedom from everything that you've been harboring inside. There is freedom in the presence of the Lord. I can feel it in here right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, every attack that the enemy has placed over any family in this house, we bind that in the mighty name of Jesus. All work of division, we bind it in the name of Jesus. Every foul, evil, unclean spirit that has been assigned to you and your family. We bind it in the mighty name of Jesus. You have no authority in this house. And your assignment is broken. All confusion. We bind it in the mighty name of Jesus. Every curse that has been spoken over you and your family. We break it in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, move. Every work of darkness, every work of evil. In the mighty name of Jesus, we call you done. That assignment is broken. And the heaviness and the turmoil. It is over in the mighty name of Jesus. Right now there is freedom. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill this place with your fire and your power. Father, let us behold you face to face. Father, we desire to encounter you to encounter Jesus, a real, tangible encounter. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, every, every work of witchcraft that is over any single person here any families in the mighty name of Jesus we come against that work to be done and broken and canceled every curse that has been spoken over this house and every family that is here that is causing mental torment that is causing sickness that is causing pain In the mighty name of Jesus, we break that assignment right now. Holy Spirit, continue to fill this place right now. And move freely. Move freely in this place. Move freely in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. 
In Jesus' mighty name. Your will, Father. Everyone say glory. glory. Say glory. glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Once again, I am honored and privileged to be here with you. For those of you who were not here yesterday, I am glad that you are here tonight. I am so glad. be some good things. This morning, I want to talk about something that happened. Who, who here comes to this church on a regular basis? Do you know that there's intercession that happens in this house? And if you haven't been a part of it or haven't come to any of these prayer times, I want to encourage you to come. I'm going to share why. Because when we together come into unity in agreement and we begin to pray over the things that the Lord instills in our heart everything begins to change because we yield to the Holy Spirit and we are the authority here on this earth we are his body and when we yield to him and we begin to intercede the Holy Spirit has room to move and this morning I was a little late getting up but I made it I came and sat down in this chair Right over here in the back. And as soon as I sat down, we were just all praying in the Holy Spirit. And the presence of God just just came in so strong. So strong. And you can feel it tangibly. And then, one by one, the Holy Spirit began to give things to people to pray. Over the city. Over the schools. Over individuals and over families. And the Holy Spirit's looking for those who would yield themselves to Him to fulfill the work of ministry and to fulfill the will of the Father on this earth. And if you haven't been, I really want to encourage you to come to these things. Because what happens when you're in there, the Holy Spirit begins to stir up the gift inside of you as well. It begins to exercise those things. And the more that you yield to that, well, the more in tune you get with it. Because to each one of us, there's been a measure of grace given. And we cannot do what someone else can, even though we're working in unity. Yesterday, we talked about unity. We talked about moving forward as one and the purpose of the body. But during this intercession, I sat there and I was, the presence of God was, I'm telling you, so strong. And I know that everything that was prayed for was accomplished. Everything that was prayed for was accomplished. Because it doesn't come out of our own minds. It's not on our own accord when intercession begins. It is the groaning deep in our spirit. By the It's the Holy Spirit making this intercession. He knows. And we just have to yield to Him. And everything this morning, we're going to see some immediate changes for some things that happened this morning. But during that time, in my spirit, I began to just cry. Just I felt that something was stirring. And the Lord, for me, he'll show me pictures. He'll show me, uh, if you want, you could call them visions, you could call them dreams, different things like that. But he'll show you these pictures. 
And I'm going to show you exactly what he told me because it's for this house and this body. And in this picture that I began to see, I was looking at this church, this body, this house, from the outside, from that road, looking in at the front of the church. And around it on both sides and all around, I can see a field completely empty, but it was perfectly toiled and tilled with seed all on the ground. But over this state, as I began to look at that, I saw the state. And it, there's been this cloud of darkness over this state. This state is fertile ground for the Lord. It's not just a city, it's the whole state. It is fertile and the Lord wants to move. And the Lord wants to reap a harvest specifically over the state. In this cloud, I can see it. You know, in these, uh, what do you call those things? The, uh, the wall clouds. You've seen those things roll in? And it covers everything, right? And you see those things. That's how it looked. It just covered the whole state from an aerial view. But all of a sudden this morning, I was looking at this church. It just, this church just went up in flames. The power of God hit it. The fire of the Holy Spirit, it just ignited in this place. And right above it, it penetrated right through that cloud. Right through that darkness that's been over this place. Penetrated and made one hole in there. And all of a sudden, this rain started coming down. And these plants that were all around here, these seeds, some were already growing. But all of a sudden, these crops started popping up. They started growing fast and quickly. Not all of it at once, but it began the work. It began. And what God was showing me is that this morning, through intercession, We have broken a barrier that has been in this state, in this city. These religious spirits and demons. We have broken a wall. There has been a wall broken. And a stronghold has come down. And there will be some changes that you will see immediately over this city. There is not just, like I said, it wasn't an immediate harvest right then and there. But the ones that were coming up ready to be harvested were because of the intercession or because of the prayers or because of your labor, because of your faithfulness, because of the work that you have been doing over and over, regardless of the distractions, regardless of the opposition and regardless of the times where you feel like nothing is happening. The Holy Spirit showed me the harvest is ready and it's coming. The ground has been laid. And all you need to continue doing is submitting to him. Everything that you've been doing is right. Like yesterday we said there's an order that's coming. And in that order the Holy Spirit will teach you how to operate with him. And how to steward what he's getting ready to bring forward. The city right now. God's moving through it. It's breaking denominational walls. He's beginning to soften some of the hardest hearts. And you don't even see it happening, but the Holy Spirit's the one doing it. 
and the fruit of it is going to be manifest. And when I saw that this morning, that is why I'm encouraging you to intercede for the vision that God has given you, for the assignment that he's placed over this house. Begin to hold it every day before you. Ask God, Lord, what is the next step? What is my role in this? What is my purpose in this? Because as a whole, we make progress going forward. But that has been broken. I'm telling you, there's something that's been broken. I saw it happen this morning. And there's some immediate changes coming. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. There's going to be people that come in. See, when you see things like that and you see the crops come up and you see that some things are ready to be harvested, we can put our own opinion on it, right? And say, oh, I I believe it's maybe a person or this. It's not up to you. And you don't always have to know what it is. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. But that means as you go beyond these walls out to the city and where the Holy Spirit sends you, you're going to be coming across people whose hearts have been prepared They're going to be drawn in. And they have been crying out, Lord, where can I go? Where I can know you in truth and who I am. Where I can be trained, where I can be equipped, where I can walk in power. And guess where the Holy Spirit's going to send them? Right here. If you want to know what to pray for over the next few months, pray that the Lord increase and continue Continue to break the strongholds of religion over the city. Continue to intercede because it's already making progress. It's happened. The presence of God was so strong. I'm just waiting right now because I feel the Holy Spirit. We're always going to give him room when he begins to just move. Doesn't matter. Sometimes we can feel this is, doesn't matter if it feels awkward. Doesn't matter if it feels like, what are we doing? A waste of time. No. The Holy Spirit knows what He's doing. (laughs) He does. And we have to be comfortable with that. Because it's never about us. Never about us. Holy Spirit, continue to fill this place. Father, break those walls of religion. Break every stronghold. Father, that skeptical mind that has set itself up against you. A pride and skepticism. Father, I bind that in the mighty name of Jesus. Every religious spirit that has set itself up against you, we bind it in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, right now, pray that the scales would fall off people's eyes. And that the muffles that have been over their ears would be removed. That they would see you. And that they would hear you. 
Father, where the enemy wants to keep people in bondage, I pray that you send the laborers to show them freedom. I see an outbreak of deliverance happening in the city because there's been so many people filled with wickedness. They have no idea that they're on the wrong side of things. But I see people being delivered and then working for the kingdom. We have to be willing that when they come in to labor, to labor and work with them. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I was only going to share that part just to encourage you, but all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just filled this place and he, we're just going to wait because I can feel that presence the same way it was this morning. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yeah, this is what we're going to do. I wanted to share that because as I said in intercession, when we come into agreement, everything changes when we get before Him and we yield ourselves and our authority to Him and we're vulnerable with Him. It's intimacy. It's the Holy Spirit moving. That's what we're going to do right now. All together, as a whole. That's why I was waiting to see what he wanted to do. That's what we're going to do right now. I want everyone just to begin once again. Focus on Jesus. Yield to the Holy Spirit. And if the Lord right now, this is part of our equipping. This is part of us working as a body. If the Lord right now, tell you this is a time, it's not going to distract. If the Lord puts anything on your heart to pray for. If it's a family member. If it's a friend. If it's anything right now. If the Lord gives you anything to pray for. I want you to pray for it. So we can agree with it. I want you to pray for it. So that we can agree. In faith. That the Lord would accomplish that work. Because as we said yesterday. This is not about one person. As the body is moving together, we will accomplish all things that the Lord wants. So just begin to pray in the Spirit if you can. And if the Lord gives you something, if you will, just raise your hand. And I'll make sure that you pray. I'll make sure we can hear you. We're going to yield to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, accomplish your will right now. Holy Spirit, move in this city. Holy Spirit, begin to break the strongholds. Holy Spirit, we yield to you. Holy Spirit, move. Father, fill this place with your presence.
in Jesus' name, we break every religious stronghold over this city. In Jesus' name, every form of witchcraft that has been hidden in this city to bring wickedness and open the door to the enemy, we come against that in Jesus' mighty name. Every work that the enemy has set over this city and in this house and over families to bring delay and lack and confusion and division. We break that in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Father, let your will be done. Father, birth in us a compassion and a love for the lost and broken. Father, birth in us right now. Hope for those that have lost hope. Father, build faith in us. For the freedom over a religious city. Hallelujah, Jesus. 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 Glory, Father. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord. Right now, in Jesus' mighty name, Father, the prayer that's been lifted up to you, Father, for redemption over these children, Father, right now, send the laborers, Father, to speak the gospel. Father, surround them with the word of truth. Every work from the enemy, Father, that's been sent against them to claim them for the kingdom of the enemy. We break that assignment in Jesus' mighty name. And we claim those lives for the working of the kingdom of heaven. Father, fill them with truth. Visit them with a powerful encounter, Lord, that will change their life. Father, visit them. With your glory, with your power, Jesus, that they would have an encounter, see you face to face. Father, fill them with the fire of the Holy Spirit. That they would have a radical transformation in Jesus' mighty name. Send the laborers right now, Father. Right now where they're standing. Holy Spirit, I pray that your presence surround them. Cover them, Father, that they would yield to you right now in this very moment, Father, at the time that we're praying. In this very moment, Holy Spirit, begin to break down the walls that have been built against you. Father, we call restoration and freedom and redemption, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. We give you the glory for the victory that's taking place right now. For the victory that just took place, Father. Victory has been taking place, Father. And the victory has been won right now. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, I pray right now for hope. For hope and peace, Father. For hope and peace. For hope, Father. That regardless of anything, regardless of what the enemy brings before his eyes, to be filled with hope that this is done and we have the victory in Jesus' mighty name and that nothing will be lost. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, build that righteousness. Father, build that righteousness in Jesus' name. That this body would stand bold in faith. In the fullness of who Christ is in us. That we would walk holy and righteous before you. In all unrighteousness. That has been working. We bind that in the mighty name of Jesus. Every work of unrighteousness. In Jesus mighty name. We bind and break that in Jesus name. In Jesus mighty name. Oh father set this place as a pillar of hope. A beacon of light. And a house of restoration. Oh a house of miracles Jesus. That the righteous works of the Father would be made manifest tangibly in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Yes, let's pray for that right now. Everyone, let's come into agreement for that. Father, right now we lift up her prayer that she has made before you. And as one body, as a whole, Father, in agreement, we're going to see the victory in this area, Father. And where another source has taken place instead of the true and living God, we bind every addiction. We bind every, every substance, Father, that can ever fill that void. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, every lie of the enemy in the minds of those we're praying for, Father, break it right now in Jesus' mighty name. Break that stronghold, Father. Break the lie of the enemy, Father, and fill them with truth. The truth of your word. Father, pray that they would have an encounter right now. They would have an encounter right now with Jesus. That he would visit them, Father, in visions and dreams. And that they would be delivered, Father. We bind every devil that has tried to attach themselves to every member that we're praying for. You come out in Jesus' name. That work is done. It's broken. And we have the victory in Jesus' name. We have victory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. We have the victory. Every chain is broken right now. Every form of bondage in Jesus' mighty name, broken right now. 
and freedom to take place in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, mighty name. Just take a little bit more time here. If the Lord gives you anything, please don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. We want to pray with you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay. Yes, let's pray right now. Father, right now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I pray for a strong visitation and a strong encounter right now, Father, on her daughter. Father, the work that's begun in her, finish it. And continue to send the laborers, Father, to draw her into the kingdom. Father, show her her worth and her value. Every word that's been spoken to her, that she's unvaluable, unworthy, undeserving, Father, right now. Father, I pray that you surround her with your love. Father, this, that rejection, I bind that in Jesus' name. That feeling of abandonment, I bind it in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that you raise her up in boldness. That she would be an example of your word to her husband. Father, right now, where there's no belief in you. I pray you reveal yourself in a powerful way. Do the impossible, Father. And prove yourself to him. Father, we claim him for the kingdom. We claim him right now for the kingdom. And no matter what happens and no matter what it looks like. We will see him come to salvation. We will see him. Accept you, Father, submit to you and answer the call in his life to be ahead of his house and to be a shepherd to those around him in Jesus mighty name. Devil, you loose your grip on that family right now in Jesus' name. That work that you're doing in them, it's over. It's broken. You have no authority anymore. And Father, for their son. Right now, Lord, surround him with the laborers to preach the gospel. I pray right now, Father, that that assignment to end his life will never come to fruition. That that assignment to end his life will never come to fruition. We claim him for the kingdom of heaven and for the working of ministry. That he would be a light to those areas of darkness, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Surround him. With the laborers in your word. That every time that he goes father. To do a work for the enemy. 
that the presence of the Holy Spirit would convict him. That he would submit to you, Father. Do this right now, Lord. As we come into agreement and we say we have victory in the mighty name of Jesus. We have victory in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. It is done. And now we wait for the report of victory and good news in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. Awake to righteousness. Glory. Father, I pray you fill him with wisdom. I pray that you give grace to him. I pray that you pour your mercy out over his family. I pray right now, Father, that you fill them with hope and peace over every circumstance that they're facing. Father, give him wisdom. Give him wisdom to lead. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name.
Jesus' name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Glory. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Yeah, the presence of the Lord just keeps getting stronger and stronger as we're here. <laughs> when that happens, it's hard to try to do anything. You know, you just rest in His presence. It, it restores all things in you. It brings a lot of peace. This is what happens when we just give the Holy Spirit room to move. This was not at all part of our plan. We didn't talk about this. We didn't say, let's do something. Holy Spirit just did this on his own. And I want to tell you that everything that we just prayed for in unity is going to happen. And every stronghold has been broken. And when that happens, when we come into a place like that, the Holy Spirit just starts stirring things up in everyone. In Jesus' name. Jesus, mighty name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I, I feel wonderful right now. I feel just hope. I, feel, I just feel this joy that's just coming in right now. It's just, you cannot be in the Lord's presence and yield yourself like this and not feel strengthened and full of faith and hope hallelujah jesus i'm not a runner but i feel like running you know it's like i'm not that person i want to jump and these are times to rejoice because this is where we win our battles this is where the kingdom of heaven is made manifest on this earth right here like this through every Single one of you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory. Let's go ahead and get into the word a little bit here. As we kind of shift from that. My gosh, Jesus, hallelujah. Father, we just give you the glory. We just give you the glory, Jesus. Give you the honor. Father, we give you all the glory and all the credit, Father, for all things. And we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit that guides us and leads us into truth. And that through him, Father, your will will be accomplished on this earth. Oh, Father, we're excited. We're excited to hear the reports, Father, of the changes that are happening. We're excited, Father. 
for the salvations and the restoration. For the good things, Father, that you accomplished right now. We believe, Father, and stand in faith that it is victory that we have. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, if you will, let's turn to uh, Matthew 25. sure you guys have heard of this parable multiple, multiple times. We're going to go over it a little bit into some things here. We're going to start in verse 14. And uh, real quick, I'm going to tell you I'm using a New King James. I don't care if you're using an NIV or whatever translation. Holy Spirit can give you truth out of anything. It really can. There's this one time my, my wife, when I brought her to our church back in Tulsa for the first time, she had a, I think it was an NIV Bible. People have always knocked that version, you know. But I'm never going to forget this. I'm telling you this for a reason. That these small little things that we battle over are not important. They're not important. I remember picking her up, and I was excited. She was so excited. It was her first time coming to church. Um, for those of you who are familiar with Pastor Dave Roberson there in Tulsa, going to his church, Zach and Ruby, they know my wife very well. <laughs> so they'll probably, they'll probably know and probably imagine everything that I'm saying right now. But I remember picking her up, and she was so excited. In fact, she had her Bible in the passenger seat, and she was holding it like this, and she was just, Hopeful and excited. She was just holding on to it, going to the church, right? She and I just remember looking at her. I said, Hey, what uh what version is that? You know what? Let me see your Bible and you know, you read it, you know. We hear all these jokes all the time, you know, of like, Oh, the King James only, this and this. And in my mind, you know, I'm joking. But she said, Oh, I, I don't know. See, my wife grew up in a religious household. She went to church. She's had an idea and an understanding of God, but never had a relationship with God. She's never true. She was, at that time, she was never truly born again. And she'll tell you that. And I said, oh, it's the NIV. And I said, at my church, we only do the KJV, you know. Made that comment to her. It was a joke, and I saw her go like this. And she just dropped it to the floor of the car. But I didn't realize that, that that hurt her feelings. Because in that moment, she was like, oh my gosh, I have the wrong thing. And instead of this joy, where she was going to church, and she was so excited to come with me, to meet people and be a part of everything that I talked to her, this discouragement came over her. And I, and I saw her do that, but I didn't understand what happened. And it wasn't until... After we had got married, we moved, and we were having these times of vulnerability. As I told you guys yesterday, a story where I had to cry in front of her. I had to be willing to be vulnerable. And she said, you know, she said, when you made that comment, it really hurt me. She said, I grew up around religion where they would say things like that. She said, and it really kept me from wanting to know what you do. And when she said that, it broke my heart. Because something so small such a big thing. A small pebble turned into a mountain. 
And so when we read these things, I always tell everyone, it doesn't matter what translation, really. If you can go sit somewhere and study, there's all kinds of things you can read. Yes, I understand that they take some scriptures and say it a different way. Some might give you a better understanding, but it's not worth fighting for. It's not a battle that you need to discourage anyone over. So if you are reading a version that is not mine, it is okay. It is okay. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's so good. That's so good. Do you see? These are things that we just, it's not worth it, you know? It's just not worth it. Anyways, let's get into this word here. Get a little time. It says here in verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each according to his own ability. I want to stop right there. A lot of times we read this parable and we're saying, oh, he gave one, five, another two, another one. Oh, the Lord's looking for his return. But I want to tell you something right there. We always go over that statement. He said to each he gave according to their own ability. Another version says according to their capacity. Another one says according to their understanding. God has given each one of us grace according to our abilities, according to our understanding and our capacity. It's something we talked about earlier today, just understanding those things. But it's important that you know that. See, when God calls you and he begins to use you and he begins to bring you forward and everything that he set apart for you, it's going to be according to your abilities. And it's important that you don't compare to someone else. Because your job is to be a good and faithful servant, as he says later in that parable, to what he has given you. So when he says he gave some to his own servants, who are his servants? Who's the master? Jesus. Who are the servants? We are. So he's given to us. We are his servants. We're to serve his purpose, his will, his kingdom. And he's given to each one of us according to his, to our ability, according to the grace and the measure that's on our life that means i was saying this earlier to someone if you feel called to the ministry to establish a church to preach the word you cannot compare yourself to the person who has a 500 church attendance just because yours is five the numbers don't matter what matters is your obedience to the work that god gave you doesn't matter what it looks like. You might say, well, Father, my desire is ministry, but the Lord called you into business. You will, you will find ministry through your business. He will open those doors. But if you step away from that, you are now in error and you're fulfilling something that's not yours to work. So you have to be content with what the Lord is giving you specifically. It's like this right here. What he's, what he's given me, I'm the one who's going to hold account to that. Everything that he's given me and the way he's asking me to do it is according to my abilities. In November, my wife and I walked away from an, a second, the second business we had opportunity with. There were some things that happened. 
but the Lord knew they were going to happen ahead of time. And the Holy Spirit had me sign away my ownership to the business I had completely. No backup plan, no resources available, no preparation to it, nothing. And during that time, people were looking at us like, you guys are nuts. Like, you are crazy because in a few years, you can have X amount of money passively. You're not even working for it. Well, that sounds great, right? But when the Holy Spirit says to do something, you do it. And we shifted from having abilities of our own and reliance on our own capabilities. Everything was wiped out. And then came all the opposition, the families. Hey, you, hey man, you got a wife and kids. You're right, I do. You're right. Hey, man, you're lazy. Get a job. Well, yeah, I got a new job. (laughs) (laughs) On paper, I know I got some skills and stuff. In that first two months, let me just say, I was fighting with the fact of not working because I know how to work. I'll kill myself working. But when I take my resume... And I can't get hired to make a burger. I was so discouraged. (laughs) I was discouraged. I said, something's wrong. But then my wife comes to me and she says, oh, listen, for all you guys, your wives are wonderful. And they will help you. And they're full of wisdom. Even if we don't agree with it and don't like the words that are given to us. They are right. (laughs) They know right. More than we know. And my wife comes to me and this I know I have a wonderful wife. She's willing to put up with me. But she says, you're running and you're being disobedient to God. Stop looking for a job. Get in your office. Pray. If I don't see you, I'm getting the kids and we will stay somewhere else. I said, oh, my God. (laughs) So where's my new job? In the office. Before the Lord. On my face daily. And she says, if I don't see that, you're putting us all at risk. And it's true. So now I have my wife, who before was like, okay, you're working, everything's good. Now she's like, you better get in there. Better get in that room right now. Wake up early. Is your alarm set? Yes. Set another one. Okay. (laughs) You have your coffee timer on? Yes. Let me check it. Is the room ready? Yes. Oh, I mean, she's, she's fired up. But the good thing is that she's on my side. She's on my side. And through all that opposition, she kept saying, no, we're walking in faith. And I've seen her faith increase. Our faith has just shot like crazy because we've seen God move in ways. I'm saying that because when all this happened, everyone thought we were crazy. It was the most illogical time to step out in faith. We were negative when people are saying, hey, how are you eating? Let's look at our account. And my wife said, we're negative. Praise God. This hope just hit her. And I was like watching her, you know, wide-eyed. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm going to react according to your reaction, you know. But she was hopeful, full of peace. Because when we stepped out in faith, the circumstances didn't dictate anything anymore. Circumstances in life should not dictate the truth of the gospel. The truth in this word teaches us how to walk through circumstances. And it is peacefully, it is rejoicing, 
It is confessing the truth, which is I am victorious. I have victory. God, seeking you first is my priority, and you will supply all of my needs. And we've seen God move tremendously over our family. There's been restoration between certain things. There's been healing in my wife, emotionally, physically. I am rested for the first time in years because I'm not just working myself to death. And I'm not against those jobs. Like I said, you work if that's where the Lord has you. You obey God. Don't compare. Don't ever compare. But when he said, you're going to be doing this, it's time to do this. It's time for you and your family to begin to do the work of ministry. It came at a time where we weren't seeking it anymore. It wasn't the goal. It wasn't the pursuit. We just wasn't even in our mind. So when it did come, we almost didn't want it. Which, if you're looking for ministry, you'll never find it. If that's your pursuit. If you're seeking the pulpit, you'll never find it. You will only find... I'm, and again, God will open opportunity, but your heart must be right and humble before the Lord. So when the Lord said, do this... And you're going to start from the ground up. It's because everything we've gone through, all the training, all the skills, all the work that we've done, we acquired an ability, an understanding. We acquired creativity to be able to do it this way. And because of that, our accountability to that is what the Lord is giving us. We are accountable to the abilities that we have. And that's why I said, I was sharing that earlier. Ms. Roberta, it's, it's, this is a sh- the way you look at this. In the word, when it says, have ears to hear, eyes to see, whatever you hear, you're accountable to. So when, so when you hear the word of the Lord come to you, and someone might be sitting saying, wow, that sounds good. I didn't understand what's happening. But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit gives you revelation. You're accountable to what you heard. The level of your hearing and understanding is what you're accountable to. So did the one with five talents, did it say he was greater? No. But according to his ability, he knew how to handle the five. And the one with the two, did it say he was less? Not at all. But according to his abilities, he knew how to steward the two. But then he gets to the person he gave one. It doesn't say he's greater or less or anything. But he says, in your ability, I know this is what you can do. I know this is what you can handle. So he says here, continuing. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground, and he hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five Look, I gained five more talents besides them. So the Lord said, well done. Good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. 
so I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Oh, how many of you want to hear that? Enter into the joy of your Lord. That's so good. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. So his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Now I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of our Lord. Now he's coming to this last person. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew, I know where you have not sown. And you gather where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back on my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now this one, this one servant, when he gave the one talent, he knew all his abilities. He knew you have the capacity and the ability to handle this one talent. And he told them when he came back, you wicked and lazy servant. Now, that's not something you want to hear, right? No, you don't want to hear you wicked and lazy. It's not only lazy. I mean, he calls him a wicked and lazy servant. That's harsh. But what he's telling them is, look, even in your ability, even in your capacity, your understanding, you could have taken what I gave you. You could have just gone to the bank. You didn't even have to do much work. Just take it to the bank. It'll gather interest. So that there would be a return. See with the measure of grace that the Lord's given you. He's investing in you. He's invested it in you. And he expects a return. And it's our duty as his servants to bring that return. So what does that do? Put pressure on us? Absolutely. There's a work to be done. There's work to be done in the body. Individually, corporately. And whatever it is that he's giving you. You are the steward of those things. Now, how do you find out what the Lord is asking you to do? It is like earlier when we all came into unity in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord is where you are established. It's where you're qualified. It's where you are grown. You mature in his presence. Familiar with Galatians 5, yes? Let's turn there real quick. We're going to read some things that we already know, but we're going to build some faith in ourselves, yes? So I want you to see something here. When the Lord said that we would know people and we can judge them, what He say it would be by their fruit? Right? So is it the fruit of their natural labors? Is it the fruit of their work? We don't judge by that. Because we can judge someone who has 
no congregation. Some, we can judge someone who has a thousand people in their congregation. We could judge someone who's not successful and someone who is successful. We're not judging by the outer things. We're judging according to the fruit, he said. And where is the fruit found? Right here. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against us, such, there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit, we always look at it, it's one day it will be produced in my life. One day, the one day mentality. But when you believed on Christ and you were born again, you were raised to newness of life, what was established in you? The life of Christ. His righteousness. His peace. All things that he gave us. That means that in our tree, the Bible refers to us as trees, we are trees. The root of sin, that tree that was in us before, it was completely cut out. It was not just a branch here and there. Not one part of it was left over. At the root. That means Jesus went straight for the root of that thing. And he took it out. Plucked that thing right out of there. And he planted a new tree. And that tree is life in Christ. And it produces only good fruit. Do you understand? But that fruit is this. It's not something that we just... It's like one day I'm going to be loved. No, you are love. Oh, one day I'll have peace. No, no, no. You are peace. You have peace abundantly. One day I'll learn how to be in control of my emotions. No, you are self-control. As I said, you have self-control. You have it. It is in you. And the way that these things are developed is by walking in the Spirit, is yielding to the Spirit. That means that if you are going out somewhere and you are aggravated and upset with someone, you have two choices. You can react out of that or you can stop for a moment and say, this is not who I am. I have peace and I have self-control. And the moment that you choose that, and you walk in that. That's walking in the spirit. You're walking out of the newness of life. And the more you do that, the easier it gets. So the next time someone aggravates you and it's frustrating, your first reaction isn't to be upset. It's, Father, I just pray for them. Show mercy to them. Pastor Dave used to say that you would sit there and poke him with a cattle prod. Remember that? If you ever heard his teachings? He said he'd just sit there. He gave this teaching one time and he said there was a man who was so upset with him came to him face to face and was talking to him, almost spitting on his face. And people were looking like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? We've got to get him out of here. Everyone responding out of this place of anger. But he said, does this mean you don't like me? Like, that was his reaction. Because he was so full of love. Because he submitted to the newness of life. And in the secret place, this is where this fruit is developed. <coughs> Earlier, when we were in this place of intercession, the fruit of long-suffering was present. The fruit of gentleness and kindness was present. 
the fruit of love and joy and peace and goodness was present. So the Lord can do all things. But he says this, look, going into chapter 6, he says, Brethren, if a man has overtaken any trespass, you are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted, bear one another's another burden. Bear one another's burdens. What did we do earlier? Together, we were bearing one another's burdens. That we would be lifted up and edified together. That we would all together in unity be able to help each other, pray for each other, edify each other. It says in this, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Paul in this whole book is saying, how dare I boast in the work of anything I'm doing? I only boast in the cross of my Savior. I bear the marks of Christ on my body. He said, I only boast in those things. I can boast in nothing else. So when we begin to lose sight of the work that God gave us and we take it as our own abilities, our own things, that we are accomplishing something on our own, we're now boasting about something that was never yours in the first place. It's not yours to take credit for. Again, we're preparing the bride. We're not... We're not preparing the bride for ourselves. We're preparing the bride for the bridegroom. We are the friend of the bridegroom. And we get to rejoice when the bridegroom comes for the bride. But he says this, examine, let each one examine his own work. And then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. So don't compare what's happening around you. Don't compare what people are doing. Don't compare what God's giving you towards someone else. Don't be discouraged when you say, Lord, you asked me to start a ministry, but this person's so successful. Everyone around, why would I start a ministry in the midst of other successful ones? Who would come? What's going to happen? Who am I, whose life am I supposed to impact? You're looking at the wrong things. Rather than Holy Spirit, have your way. Father, accomplish your will. But before we get to those places, you see those servants, the one with the five, he was able to bring five more, increase what was given to him. I guarantee you that person was in the secret place developing his character before all things. The one who had two would have been in the secret place developing his character, letting the Lord establish him to bring increase in his life properly. And the one who had won and said, Lord, I just hit it. Those are people who lack character. Your character is so vital to the walk that God's giving you. It is so vital. Because when you go out and you begin to represent the kingdom, what are you going to be judged by? The fruit in your life. You hear all these people behind closed doors, you say, man, what a powerful minister. And you meet them behind doors. And you know what? And some of these people are ugly. They're mean. They're nasty. Because they have never taken time to truly get before the Lord and let him develop their character. 
So some of you right now are going through seasons where God is developing your character and he's preparing you for the work of ministry. And you're looking like, why is every step I'm taking so hard? Why does it just feel like I'm getting set back? Why does it feel like I'm not actually gaining ground? It's because the Lord's developing your character. And your dependency is on him, not in yourself, not in your circumstances, not in anything else. It's only on him. I've been around many people who are hungry. Hungry, I mean so hungry for ministry. And the Lord's gifted them. They have gifts in their life. But man, is their character sour. And then they're wondering, God, why, why won't anyone listen to what I have to say? Man, we can, we can see all we need to see. So even though you're right, I don't want to hear what you have to say. We're supposed to be representatives of the kingdom. We're supposed to be faithful servants in all things that we have. And our character speaks volumes about us. The fruit of the Spirit is the likeness of God. It is the character of Jesus in you. So we always look at as fruit, like I said, of one day fruit. But it is the character of Christ in you. Everyone say, it's Christ in me. Christ in you. Amen. You have Christ in you. The fruit of the Spirit is in you. And you have all that you need to accomplish the work of ministry in your life. You have all that you need to accomplish the will of the Father in your life. You have everything you need. Just simply yield to the Holy Spirit. Yield to Him. Get in the secret place. Let the Lord develop your character. Let the Lord establish you in all things. And build you up. How many of you feel right now that you've just been spinning your wheels? Like you're just in a position of like, man, I'm just going around in circles right now. You know, there's trials that are brought on by the Lord. He takes us through things to test us. But then there's trials that we cause because of our disobedience and delay and our laziness. So every day I counsel with him and say, am I doing what I'm actually supposed to be doing? Otherwise, I'm, I'm in trouble here. Like I said, my wife, man, if you have a wife, watch out, because after you hear this, you're going to be held accountable. I'm telling you. So light some fire. My wife, as soon as I get back, she's not going to want to hear what, what happened. She's going to say, you're going back in that room? I know already. She's already asked me. She's, she's like, yeah, you're, you're on baby duty. Take her in there. Pray with you. That's what's going to happen. That's a good woman right there. It says, let each one examine his own work. You're accountable to those things. Listen, I wanted to... The Lord is bringing unity. And really, everything that I have to say was wrapped up when, with what the Holy Spirit gave Miss Roberta. She saw the Holy Spirit encircling everything right now. And that spirit of unity was given. That spirit of unity was an operation. When the Holy Spirit moves like that, there's nothing else we need to do. There's nothing else we can do. Not at all. But it's important that we walk upright before the Lord in good character and holiness and righteousness because the Lord, like I said, He is about to bring an increase to this, to this house. He is bringing an increase. He is bringing an increase. You have to hear that and you need to have that set so deep in your spirit. 
He is bringing an increase. Every promise that he's made to you is going to be fulfilled. Every promise is going to come to fruition. All the resources that as a whole you're believing for, the financial increase that you're believing for, for circumstances to change, for influence, the Lord is about to bring all those things. And in order to keep it and walk in it the way the Lord wants you to, there's a refining that's happening right now. There's a refining. Have you, and I can tell, I could feel it. I could feel it. You, have you felt that? There's just this refining inside of you. There's this refining. And it's really questioning. And it's dividing those who are really serving the Lord and those who aren't. Are you going to go forward or are you not? There's an urgency to these things. And the refining process right now is developing character inside of you. Because there's going to be people that come in and part of your character is rejoicing when the other parts of the body succeed. Because you're going to help the body succeed. You're going to help parts of the body and they're going to become successful. And it's going to happen through this house. And for some of you in here, God is going to bring such an increase. Financially, influentially, around people. There's an increase in your life of the gifts and the anointing. But when we, one part of the body succeeds, we are to rejoice. The intercession that came on earlier, I'm telling you, that was the Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Ghost. He wanted to do that. To bring you guys into this place where it's working together. Where we're in operation as one. All this word tonight. All it can do is just plant seed that you would be faithful to the work that God gave you. That you would not compare yourself to whatever it is that someone else is doing. That you would get in the secret place before the Lord intimately. In vulnerability. And walk with him. Regardless of what it is that he's asking you to do. That you would seek him and choose to enter into the place of refinement. Before this increase. Yeah, I don't want to say that. I feel I need to though. Some of you are weighing out a season of what we're going to call the wilderness. And you've been resisting. You feel like the Lord's drawing you into this place. It's all—it's like solitude. And you're afraid of it because you feel like you're going to be alone. And you will be for a little bit. It's going to feel like desolation. It's going to feel like everything gets cut off. But it's in that time that the Lord is going to refine you and prune you. He's going to strengthen you. Now Jesus departed and went into the wilderness. He was by himself. But it was in that place that the Lord strengthened him. Filled him. He was refined to do the work of ministry. The wilderness is not a bad place. Times of isolation and solitude are not a bad place. 
that it's necessary to walk forward. And right now, some of you are going to be faced with going into it or you're going to completely delay. I don't want that to be a negative thing, but I can feel it right now. You know it. You feel it. And some people have already walked away. But when you go through this time, when you come out, you will see everything that God wanted to do in your life. You cannot go forward until you do it. You can't. And I felt that just right now, I just felt that come so strong. Listen, if you know right now that the Lord is asking you to go into a place of deeper intimacy with Him. To get so in tune with Him that He is all that you see. Because you have this beckoning that's just been on you and you hear the Lord just calling you. And you hear the Lord just saying, come deeper, come deeper, come deeper. Fellowship with me. Step in further with me. Come into this place where I will reveal my... If you know that, if you feel that, I would just, I'm going to ask Miss Roberta and Zach to come up here and we're just going to pray with you that you would be strengthened, that God would give you grace and that he would show mercy and compassion to you. And if you need prayer for anything else, we'll pray for you. But right now, this service right now, when the Lord began to move, the Holy Spirit just started moving. I told you we're going to give him room to do what he wants. And it took this long for him to get to this place. I'm telling you, I wait for him. I wait to see what's going on. But the increase that's coming requires a time of you being refined by him to walk in the entirety of what it is because he doesn't want to destroy you, hurt people. He doesn't want it to fail. It's never for it. He's for you. I know what it's like to go into these places. And it is difficult. But we rejoice in those times because when we go through that fire, man, do we come out strong. Man, do we come out encouraged. Man, we are strengthened. And it's necessary. So if you feel that, if you know that the Lord is asking you to come into a deeper place of understanding, we just want to pray for you. For grace and mercy. That you would be filled with hope. And if you need prayer for anything else, we're going to pray for you. I know that tonight, this was not the plan, but this was necessary because tomorrow I know it's going to be a time of impartation and it's going to be a time of just Holy Ghost and fire and the power of God. And He's going to stir up everybody. We're going to lay hands on every single person who shows up tomorrow. And we're going to pray for them. And we're going to pray for you. We're going to, and the Holy Spirit is going to touch you. But tonight, the Lord is calling a few of you to come into that place. So if that's you, please. Please come.